you find yourself wondering what those zigzag lines and hexagons and those chains of CH3, CH2, CH2, etc., what do they all mean? How do you read them? How do you draw them? What are they telling you about the formula? This episode, we're going to dig into that and explain it so you understand what those are telling you and how to use them. Welcome to the Chemistry Made Simple podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Macario, and this is the podcast where you get chemistry confident and ready to get your grade A. Hello, welcome back. Really appreciate you listening again. And if you're a new listener, welcome. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the different types of formula we can use to display the structure of organic compounds. There are several different ways of displaying formula, and while each has its own use, it can be quite confusing. So we're going to use an example compound to talk through the different types of formula. We're going to use quite a simple hydrocarbon compound called propane, which has three carbons and eight hydrogens. All the bonds within that molecule are single bonds between carbon to carbon or carbon to hydrogen. We're going to start with molecular formula. And this is just the straightforward formula you're used to seeing for any substance, any compound, any molecule that tells us how many atoms of each of the elements present are in the molecule. So we already said there's three carbons and eight hydrogens, so the molecular formula is simply C3H8. The next type of formula we're going to talk about is the displayed formula. This is the formula where you see the atomic symbols and lines between them, linking them all up, showing the bonds. So in our example of propane, we would see three carbons in a row. Between one carbon and the next, there is a straight line indicating a single bond between those two atoms. Each carbon has bonds with hydrogen atoms as well. So for a carbon on one end of that molecule, it's bonded to three different hydrogen atoms. So we would have another straight line between the C, representing carbon, and an H, representing hydrogen. So for the carbon on one end, there would be three of those. For the carbon on the other end, the same again. Another three hydrogens, so letter H's, with a single straight line representing that single bond between the carbon and the hydrogen. The carbon in the middle only has two hydrogens it's bonded to. So we'll draw two single lines to two different H's representing the hydrogens. If you're doing this for a molecule that has double bonds, then the straight line would be two parallel lines. If there happen to be a triple bond, it's three parallel lines. And of course, for other elements within the structure, just use the letters that are the chemical symbol for the element that's included. Another type of formula you will come across and you will be expected to use is structural formula. Structural formula is a bit of a midway between the two we've talked about so far. It shows a bit more about the structure than the molecular formula does, but it doesn't show the bonds. We don't draw any lines in this. We're just using the letters, the chemical symbols and numbers to represent sections of the molecule consecutively. So we kind of break the molecule down into groups associated with each carbon in the molecule. And the best way to explain this is talk about our example propane. So to remember, we said that propane has three carbons and the carbon on one end has three hydrogens bonded to it. The middle carbon has two hydrogens bonded to it. And obviously the carbon on the other end has three hydrogens again bonded to it. So we'd show the structural formula as CH3, CH2, CH3. We just write those in a line. 
It's just those letters and numbers. There's no lines indicating what bonds are present and what type of bonds are present. It's just showing the consecutive groups within that molecule from one end to the other. The final formula type we're going to talk about is skeletal formula. This is the one where you see a lot of zigzag lines. In skeletal formula, we're not using chemical symbols for the carbons or the hydrogens at all. We use straight lines to indicate bonds between carbon atoms, and that is a single straight line where the bond is a, a single bond. It's two equal parallel lines if it's a double bond, and three parallel lines for a triple bond. Most commonly, we see this for more complex molecules. It's a way of representing a lot of information simply. Now let's think about our example propane. We have three carbons in a chain, and remember, we're not going to write the letters for those. We're just going to represent the bonds between those carbon atoms by lines. So we basically have two straight lines connected with an angle intended to be about 120 degrees, but it's not too important. And in this kind of formula, if there's nothing else showing, then the assumption is that all the remainder of the bonds for each of those carbons is fulfilled by single carbon to hydrogen bonds. And in our example, propane, that is in fact the case. So propane is just represented with those two lines with that angle, that kink in the middle. What would we do if there was some other element present? Well, imagine for a moment that instead of two hydrogens on that middle carbon, one of those hydrogens is substituted with a chlorine atom. So we would have from that midpoint, from that point where there's that angle showing, draw another line to represent a bond to the chlorine. And at the end of that line, we would write Cl to represent the chlorine atom. And you, you will do that and see that for any organic compound that includes atoms other than carbon and hydrogen. If there's just carbon and hydrogen there, you will just see those lines. If there's any other elements there, you'll see the atomic symbol for those elements shown on the structure, shown on the diagram. Okay, let's summarize those. So we talked about the usual molecular formula where we simply write formula for the molecule that is showing the number of atoms of each of the elements present, such as C3H8. Talked about the displayed formula where we write out the atomic symbol for each of the elements present and show the bonds between them with straight lines. We talked about the structural formula where we show the structure of consecutive groups within the molecule. For example, in our propane, that was CH3, CH2, CH3. So effectively, it's a way of showing what's connected to each carbon within that chain in that molecule. And then there was the skeletal formula, which we tend to use for more complex structures. And this is the formula that uses straight lines and angles to show presence of carbons bonded to each other. We use straight lines and the atomic symbol to represent bonds to other atoms, with the exception of hydrogen, and we don't represent those at all. The diagram would become very complex if we included those, and the idea of the skeletal structure is to make it as simple as possible while representing as much information as possible. So the hydrogens are omitted. You're expected to assume which hydrogens are there to fulfill the four bond requirement of the carbons shown in the diagram. That's all we have for this episode. I want to say a big thank you to Ed for your support as a patron of this podcast. I'm looking forward to answering whatever questions you have on this episode later and after each subsequent episode too. 
If you want to get help like Ed, you can become a patron of the podcast for about the price of a cup of coffee. Just go to patreon.com slash chemistry made simple. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash chemistry made simple. And I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes as well. This was the second in a, a series about organic chemistry. The next episode will be another topic on organic chemistry as well. I'm looking forward to being able to talk to you about that very soon. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when that's out. Until I get to speak to you, look after yourself, study well, and goodbye.